Welcome to Power Conversations Podcast. This podcast features discussions of overcoming by faith and resilience with women who are breaking glass ceilings and excelling to higher heights despite their past circumstances. Brought to you by What's Your Superpower TV channel, we will interview several women from across the globe who have overcome adversity and pushed through to fulfill their purpose. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Power Conversations Podcast. I am your host, Nadia Francois, and today we have joining us Miss Don Minge. Hi, Miss Don. How are you tonight? How are you? Hi, I'm doing wonderful, and thank you for having me and allowing me to share my life journey. You are very, very welcome. We are super excited to have you along with all of your wonderful publications. Um, so I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself to the audience. Okay. My name is Dr. Don Menge. I have a PhD in curriculum instruction. I have been teaching students with severe cognitive delays for over 20 years. I have three grown children and I'm going to be having my sixth grandbaby any day now. So I'm very happy about that. And I write an educational adventure series based on my real life adventures and my real, my real friends and my family. Awesome. Awesome. So I am so excited. Y'all cannot see, but this <laughs> beautiful lady has so many wonderful workbooks that she has published. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But before we get there, Dr. Dawn, as we all know, as women and entrepreneurs, we go through a lot of adversity and, you know, shortfalls and shortcomings. But what I want to talk about today is just an obstacle that you have overcome that has pushed you into your purpose and farther uh, helped you to conquer all that you have conquered thus far? Well, I actually, I just did an interview a few days ago about something that happened to me when I was 16 years old. And I didn't really think about the impact that it had, but and how it would help other people. And that's why I like to talk about you know, everyone sees your accomplishments and what you're doing and they think, well, nothing bad has ever happened to you. You know, that's why you can, you know, do all this. But that isn't true. There's a lot, you know, in the back back part of your life that you don't really talk about. When I was 16, I was in a major car accident. I spent my junior year in high school in a body cast. And I was told that I would not, probably would not be able to have children. I had three children. Wow. And it took me a year to, you know, get my body back going. And then I got married and I was married for almost 30 years. And there was some domestic violence. It wasn't a good divorce. It was very hard. And out of that came my books. Hmm. You know, I, at that point I was, I was already teaching. I already had a career, but I wanted to do something that would, you know, make me feel a little better about what was going on and something that was for me. And yeah. what I had, <clears throat> what I had done is I had written a children's book in one of my credentialing classes. I took a math class and they asked us to write a math book and a math game. So at that time it was in my students, my students were in the book. 
and it's based on the days of the week, the months of the years, and the seasons. Okay. And we've actually done some skits on it, travel around um, to other elementary schools. My students did little skits, and I would go back and explain my students' behaviors or their disabilities to the other children. So I decided to publish this, and I named it after my grandmother, Vernita. She was an astute businesswoman and very strong. And so I named it after her, and all of the people in my first book are the children in our family. Because I thought, well, they're not going to complain, you know, it's, you know, they won't worry about it. And I immediately, but that was the only plan I really had for that. And I also started working on my PhD. And so I actually did this when my son, my youngest child was almost 18. So I waited quite a while before I went on my, like my second path <laughs> in my life. And I've got I started getting interviews on my books and I immediately won first place in the EV award, which is out of Colorado. Mm -hmm. And then I started getting um, interviews and people were asking me, well, what are you going to do next? What are you going to write about? Well, I wasn't writing about anything else. That's what I was doing. So I started writing the books about my adventures. I love to travel and all my books are based on my real travels. So that's the, where they came from. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So in your traveling and going through your life experiences, you have created so many. Tell us how many books you have created. Well, right now I have 13 that are published. I'm working on another one. The illustrations are almost done. And I just got back from a road trip, a two week road trip. I took my mom. And we went up through Yellowstone and into Wyoming and spent a week in Wyoming writing a book. Now, I'd mentioned that I'd been in a car accident. Well, I had what my best friend was with me. She was my best friend from the fifth grade all the way. She passed away in her 30s. But her father had contacted me and wanted to know when we were going to write a book together mm -hmm. on Wyoming and his family. So that's what I just got through doing and is going there. And they showed me uh, Wyoming and I talked to the family. And so I'm going to start working on that one. Awesome. So you are just moving along this <laughs> author journey. So you mentioned that you were an educator. Did you tell me what are you doing anything in addition to your book writing right now? Yes, I'm a full time teacher. I also am a lecturer at a local university and I mentor other teachers. Awesome. So on this teaching journey, <laughs> I'm sure that you have encountered many, many children. Um, and that is definitely what inspired you to start writing your books. But I want to know, how do you maintain, you know, working with children all day and then coming home and working more on kids projects and your books and all of that like do you do you rest from it <laughs> or is it a form of therapy you know because some people writing is therapy well it's it's fun because I have to do the adventures that's kind of one of the rules I have is I have to go and do them myself I can't just okay take them off the internet so um and I love to travel with my family so I used to do contests I used to play contests and I would win all of the time so I won a trip to Hawaii. So I took all of my kids and I only had one grandchild at the time. And I wanted to go in a shark cage. So oh. we, drove, we drove to the other side of the island, to the North Shore, 
and we all went in the shark cage. And I wanted to go to New Orleans for my birthday. And I went and we went into the bayou and I got to hold a baby alligator. And so for me, it's the adventures, you know, that keep me going, you know, and I also do a lot of work with uh, Story Monster magazine, which is an educational magazine. I do book reviews for them and I help judge some of their literary contests. And part of that, I, I get huge boxes of books to review and to judge. And so I get to read them to my class. So they have new literature to listen to. They write book reports on them and then we send them home. So everybody's benefiting from what's going on. And and that it's all kind of intertwined. Many of my books have disabilities in them and they have some of my former students, some of my friends' children and I have autism and Rett syndrome and Down syndrome, visual impairments, uh, deaf and hard of hearing. And so they're just little snippets of a real person who's doing something. And so it teaches everyone who's reading the book about, about the disability, but it's not overwhelming. You know, yeah. it's just this child is doing something and they have these disabilities and this is how they're overcoming them. I have my my little boy has autism. Um, it uses a communication device to talk because he he's nonverbal. So in the book, he's teaching the queen how mm-hmm. to use the communi- communication device and why he's using it. So the books kind of keep me going. There was a while where I got kind of tired and I didn't do any. So when we went to the lockdown, um, I had actually was in Sacramento. I do some work with Sacramento helping with the standardized testing. And they were closing the schools down. And so when I got home, I had one day and I was in the class and they just shut everything down and we were suddenly online. But the one thing that I did, because then I couldn't travel and do book events, is I decided to get my books out. You know, I was way behind. I had a goal. I was going to do one a year. And right, I got really right. far behind. So over this last year, I've published, I published three. The fourth one's coming out and the fifth one I just researched. So I tried to catch up. <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. So looks like you caught up (laughs) (laughs) and got everything on out. Yes. Yes. And um, the uh, trip you went on, that's what I'm trying to get out. The trip you went (laughs) on to to put out your next book compilation or collaboration um, about Wyoming. Tell me about that one. Uh, well, we went we went to Wyoming, and uh, my friend took me around all of the, the beautiful, beautiful um, mountains. And so in that book, there's going to be fishing, and there's going to be, they, they collect the moose. I didn't see, I did not know this. This is something I just learned, that every year the moose and the elk, they shed their antlers, and they grow new ones every year. I didn't know that. So my friend goes out in the snow. And they track the antlers and they collect them and they make things out of them or they sell them. So I learned about that. They're very outdoorsy. So they ride their bicycles in the mountains and uh, my friend's mom is a nurse. So we're going to talk about a little bit of the history of the nursing in her town. And it's just going to be a lot of fun, a lot of adventure in it. There's going to be, um, elk and buffalo and a marmot. <laughs> yes. 
Awesome. Awesome. So that sounds very exciting. I always wondered exactly what is there to do in Wyoming, but that sounds really, (laughs) that sounds exciting and, you know, just liberating, you know, because you get to experience things that you had never experienced over your lifetime. You know, sometimes you think like, oh, I've I've seen it all or I've done it all. The world is so huge. There is no way to do it all or see it all. In fact, um, there's something that we did not know. We went through Yellowstone and so we saw Buffalo, Old Faithful, all of that. But um, the one thing I didn't know is the town that we stayed in. It's a very, it's a, well, it's not as, it's not as small as I thought it was. We stayed in the rustic part of it. And we stayed in a haunted hotel, and I guess the ghost, oh my god, the ghost, I can't think of the name of the, the ghost chasers had been there, and um, apparently it used to be a bordello, and someone had died in there, and this is the person that was haunting it, but they had exercised the ghost and all this. So it was really interesting. That part will not be in the book, but okay. but what we did was um, Longmire. If you're familiar with the show Longmire, apparently his books are based on this area. Okay. So we were driving and my mom was like, she, you know, she's read all the books and watched the shows. And she was like, these, they're all, they all familiar. All of the names of the canyons and everything come to find out he has like a storing town and he doesn't live very far away. And the person that I went to go visit, her husband actually helps him at his house in construction. And so we were like, wow, we did not know that was going to happen. We didn't know anything. So it was kind of a little extra thing we got to do there. Awesome. No, you never know what you're going to see or learn when you go somewhere. That's so true. That is so true. That is so. So now I need to know more (laughs) about this haunted hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did not. we, We it was it's called the Occidental and. We did not see anything, but it, it okay. was a beautiful hotel. It was, um, I think it was 150 years old and it creaked when you walked, but it's, it's beautiful. And um, they had an, an old fashioned restaurant there. They had wonderful food, but no, we didn't get to see the ghosts. They've already exercised it or whatever they do um, to the, the, the ghost chasers or somebody. They did, <laughs> they did a television show on it. They actually yeah. came there and found this ghost and, and so we did not get to see that, which okay. I probably can put it in the book anyway. But right, right, right. But it was still it was still a beautiful place to stay, and so I recommend anybody who goes there. But you, we talked a little bit about adversity and what to do with it, and how mm-hmm. to like cope with it when it happens. Um, yeah. um, I had a I had an incident that happened where someone stalked me for several years. Um, they, wow bothered me inside my house to the point I had to sell my house. They got into my social media, all of these things. So the one thing that I did to get beyond the negative experience and turn it into something positive is I wrote a book about it. And I wrote, it's called Dragon's Breath. And it's because the woman, she came to my house and she said that she was religious, but she came to my house and she called me a dragon slayer. So Mm -hmm. there's a dragon in the book. And she didn't want me to date this man I was dating, so she harassed me. But the book is, it's a fairy, it's a kind of a fairy tale. It's about the dragon who's doing things to the, um, to the villagers and lying about it and hurting them. And then the king finds out, the king actually catches the dragon and he banishes, vanquished her. 
and then they all lived happily ever after. But it's done really well. I published this one in January. Awesome. And, yeah, and I read it for a it's called Bedtimes, Bedtime Stories out of the UK. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been trending there several, several weeks. And I did a book reading for a second grade class in Paraguay, you know, over Zoom. And I read it to them and they loved it. So it's getting a lot of exposure. And the one thing I did, because I like to try different things, my awards, last time I counted, my books have won 41 awards. But last year I entered something called the Conquering Disabilities with Film Festival. Okay. Simply because that's something I've never done. And I asked them, you know, do you accept books? And she said, yeah. So I entered the books that I have disabilities in. And I won the Special Recognition Champion Award for all of my books. I was just nominated for Best Books. And there's four different, five different festivals, actually, that I entered. It's like this huge mega fest in Vegas next week. And so it's going to be really exciting. And I've won several awards and there's going to be a red carpet dinners and awesome. yeah, it's going to be really neat. And if I had not just, you know what, I've never done that. Let's try that. I wouldn't be having all these experiences with that. So Absolutely. that's what I suggest for people, you know, try something new, try something different. Yeah. Absolutely. That is amazing, an amazing opportunity for you. So I really hope that you get there and enjoy <laughs> it to the fullest. Yes. And so do you have anything else you want to cover about your books before we get into our power questions of the <laughs> night? <laughs> um, no, it's just they're pre-K to sixth grade. They are educational. They're based on rote so because they have science facts, history facts, so that helps um, to retain the information. And if anybody wants any author signed copies or anything, you know, just contact me on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you'd like to. Okay, awesome. Awesome. So let's get into the power questions. And <laughs> so, the hard stuff, huh? yeah, this is the hard <laughs> stuff. So as mentioned before, our power questions are just random questions that help us learn more about your personality. <laughs> so the first one, and we're just going to do two. Okay. So the first one is share what you love about yourself. Um, I love the fact that I have had some pretty tough things happen and I've been able to keep going. And to make something positive out of the bad things that happened. Yes. Yes. That's really good. I love it. And the second question, name your pet peeves and share a story that will support the reason behind it being your pet peeve. So you can just name one because I'm sure you may have a couple. <laughs> uh, um, for me, it's. It's lying. It's when someone just out and out lies. And, you know, I just, you know, you can make a mistake. You can, you know, but just admit it. Okay, I made a mistake. I misunderstood. Fine. But just the out and out, just, you know, just lying and the dis and dishonesty, um, purposeful, purposeful dishonesty. Um, that bothers me a lot. But um, otherwise, I don't know if I have any pet peeves, um, really. I just keep going. <laughs> 
Yes. Well, guess what? That's enough because I <laughs> definitely cannot stand a liar either. Yes. And so, you know, that just makes you question their whole identity. Like, are you serious? Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I yes. agree. Um, well, thank you for those two answers. I do want you to tell our listeners how they can reach you. Um, go ahead and spell out uh, your social media pages and handles. And if you have a website, feel free to mention that as well. Okay. Uh, my website is drdawnmend.com. Uh, my books are on Rushmore Press. I have a Facebook, Dawn Menge, or sorry, it's Dawn Menge One. Yes. M-E-N-G-E. And my Instagram is Dawn Menge, and my Twitter is Queen Bernita. And if you go into my Facebook and some of my other um, social media, I have albums in there for each book. So you will see the actual pictures. Like for the Alaska book, you'll see us uh, snorkeling in Sitka. Uh, the books on Hawaii, you'll see us uh, doing the seahorses and the turtles. So you'll see the actual pictures that the illustrations came from. Wow. Guys, you heard it right here on Power Conversations. That's Dr. Don Minge, educator, author, and illustrator right here, guys. 13 published books that are beautiful. You can't see them, but I can. They are gorgeous. <laughs> they are full size. They are full color. And so they are for children ages well not ages grades pre-k through six so she has some very beautiful adventurous learning tools for our children guys reach out to this queen and get your copies drdonminge.com Don Minge on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you reach out to her, guys. You have any parting words for us, Dr. Don? Uh, no, just get out there and enjoy your life and make sure you have lots of adventures. Absolutely. And she has definitely shown <laughs> us her adventures. And I am super excited to have witnessed this day where she has put out put this all out for us. And I, I think I may need to order a couple. I don't have any small children, but I'm just really <laughs> interested to see how the books look and what they provide, even if I gift them. I just, I love the, the look. I love the setup. And I definitely love the concept of teaching our children through adventures. So y'all look this queen up, Dr. DonMinge.com. Thank you once again for coming on Power Conversations podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. You're very welcome.